ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! But what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio. ESPN 690. All right, I got one more for you, football at five. You see that? You, Powerball's like a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of this today. You know, everybody's always like, what would you do with it? What would you do with it? I don't know what you'd do with the, all of it. Yeah, donate to charity, all this stuff. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you guys <laughs> would. shooting a charity. I don't know who you're talking to. But I'm never going to say that. <laughs> uh, you might want to. It might be safer, by the way. You don't need all that money. Um, I, seen, like, action, I saw Action News Jacks like, share stuff out, and they're like, well, how much taxes would you pay? I don't give a damn how much taxes I would <laughs> Not pay. Not even thinking about it at that point. <laughs> like, really, I don't. You never think like, about taxes cares? ever again. Yeah, I don't care. Like, they can have half of it. Take it. All right? Oh, put it towards something good. Still sleeping on a bed of cash. <laughs> but <laughs> Brent Martin, O'Hare, and Shaq, Casey Kurtz. But I will say, what would be like something just crazy that you would buy? I was thinking of that today. I'm like, can I buy something that it shows... I just want a billion dollars, and I don't care how you think about it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I can't. Uh, no, I, would, I would buy a giraffe. <laughs> giraffe is a good one yeah, because the exotic animal thing, thing is good. Yeah. The problem is the exotic animal deal is like you're still going to go take care of it, man. But you hire someone else to take care uh, of it. That's a good point. Yeah. And like how baller would it look if like your guy yeah, was walking giraffe. your giraffe every day? It's like you see the lady with the chow, and you see the lady with the basset hound, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this is my giraffe. Just keep walking. All the kids are running up to you. You're the coolest guy in the neighborhood. You know. I don't know. Like, do you have to have an exotic animal if you have a ton of money? Like, it feels like. Well, you got to buy something rare that you could show off to everyone. You got to flex on everybody. So it's got to be something you can pull out there and everyone goes, whoa. Yeah. I is could, that a giraffe? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a whoa. Yeah. That <laughs> is. That's kind of whoa-like. Like, there's a slight probability you inherited a fancy car, but you're not inheriting a giraffe. No. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> You're going out and buying that thing. <laughs> like I got a hippo on like one of those pit bull collars. I would do that. <laughs> We've gone to the animal card. I don't even own a dog or a cat. So I doubt I'm going to go get the giraffe. Yeah, that's true. So I'm really struggling to find out right. what I'm going to do. Well, on the get. bright side, like you can't keep the giraffe inside, so you do have that going for you. <laughs> you got to worry about the shedding. <laughs> keep it right outside. Keep them outside. In the back. Think the HOA would have a problem with it? <laughs> you could buy the HOA. That's That would be worth it. There you go. That would be good. You know what? You just got, move, right? You wouldn't live in the neighborhood still. <laughs> no, well, no, you own the neighborhood. Oh, wow. houses. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I was thinking this the other day. You know, so Musk bought Twitter, Twitter. for like forty-four billion. Yeah, mere bag of shells. And so I should I know this? So we couldn't buy Twitter. But uh, no, we couldn't buy Twitter. That's not enough. But I was thinking, you like MySpace. Like, how do you buy something for $44 billion? Like, how does the transaction take yeah, place? Yeah, I think that's a weird, like, thing. That, no, it's really? that, no, it's like a, a, a legit no, question. A like, they had to go to court to figure it out. Um, but he didn't have, it's not like he had cash on hand. He was getting money up. I, I was going to say, like, so do you pay it over 20 years? Yeah, I don't think it's like a, an old, like, it all gets paid now thing. But at the same time, if you are paying other people to get out, maybe it is. Maybe that's where the investors come in. That's a crazy down payment. Yeah. But well, that was like, part of the problem for him is, is the reason supposedly he was dragging his feet so much. He was saying the bots 
but all the other people were writing is because he didn't have the capital he thought he had. And then the, the stock market was in a little bit of trouble, and suddenly he needed investors. Oh, so, so that was like a real, that was kind of part of the conversation. That's what because he's worth like $220 billion or something. Yeah, right? but you know, that's like but paper that's, worth. Yeah, that's yeah. not, yeah, I know, that's different. And, and so I was thinking, it's like, all right, if I own Twitter, and okay. then, <laughs> and then, uh, Musk pays me $44 billion, do I automatically become, like, the 14th richest guy in the world? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what that's happened like to Jeff Bezos' uh, ex-wife. Yeah, she kind of climbed that ladder, Well, right? she because became she the richest it. female in the country and, like, the third richest person in the country because she took half of the, the, uh, the wealth. But the wealth is only just assumed based on how much Amazon is worth. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, if, if, yeah, if no, the market cratered, yeah. then obviously it's not worth it. That's like, uh, you was, know, Kanye. Kanye supposedly lost a billion dollars last week. Well, no. He lost some deals with Adidas that had the potential to make him a billion dollars. Yeah. We don't factor that in sometimes. Yeah. My net worth is, is going down as the housing value goes down is what you get now. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> it's like a yeah. little bit. Whatever that net worth even is. Man, I'm waiting. <laughs> I keep going. I need, I'm renting right now. We need to get out of this rental <laughs> into a real deal. Looking for this. You're uh, rooting for it. Looking for the bottom. I know. I just thinking of that th the other day. I was like, man, $44 billion transaction. That must be something. That's but, something. I'd like the receipt for that. Lawyers. Do you think it's like a CVS receipt, down. though, that it's like four down. feet long? <laughs> Why? It, Why does CVS still have that long so receipt? Oh, insane. Why? Like, so I thought insane. we were trying to save paper. Dude, I thought, like, it's become, it's become a joke, right? But I was in there uh, last week for cards. It was. Um, of course you were. No, seriously. Oh, it was Mark my wife's birthday. A couple of weeks Man, ago. Make her one. <laughs> what are you, Casey? I don't make nothing. Anyway, so we're in there. We're, me and the kids were buying he cards. threw it out three minutes later. <laughs> well, comes well, back no. to the cards somehow. She leaves it on the table. <laughs> I threw it out. But uh, in any case, I get this receipt back, and you'd think it was like the red carpet at, like, the Oscars. It was the longest receipt I've ever seen in my entire life. You could have papered the entire house with it. Publix does it, too, I think, right? Yeah. They kind of have a long one. I think you can buy three things and it's still eight miles. Because they give you all these coupons on the back. For stuff that you would never, ever buy. It's like, guy, I'm not a lady with liver spots on me. I'm not using your coupons. Or it's like 50 cents off something that costs $84. It's like, oh. Yeah, man. That is, all right, let's go back to football. Football. Sorry. I just had the billion-dollar question. Quite frankly, you guys didn't answer it good enough for me. Nope, I want an economist to answer how we make that transaction. I will book a guest tomorrow to tell you. Uh, Brent Martin, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. All right. He's Josh really Allen. doing it right now. He's booking. I'm booking a guest. Yeah. Josh Allen, Casey Kurtz. What do you say about him? I got to You go. keeping him or you trading him? I, I got to go <laughs> at all costs. No, listen. I dove into some of the numbers in terms of what other guys have recently been paid that pay his position and how they perform, right? And uh, I looked at his draft class as well. And the numbers that I come to, now, if you ask, like, Sport Track, his approximate value they think he's going to get is $18.5 million a year. There is no chance nor situation at his current stats are they going to pay Josh Allen $18.5 million. I would agree with that. Here's the number. Without I, even looking. Here's the number, number I settled on. Somewhere between 10 and $13 million. You got guys that get paid $10 million. Sam Hubbard's one of those guys. Josh Allen has those stats and more. But you got a guy like Preston Smith getting $13 million. He's not not quite there. So I'm feeling somewhere in that range is fair for the Jags to pay. But, but if you're Josh Allen, you're not taking that because Randy Gregory just got $14 million Yeah. And he has horrible stats, right? Yeah, well, like, not horrible, but just because, worse than Josh Allen. Just because you think it's fair doesn't mean that, like, that's going to be what he's going to, the going rate's going to be. Right. But I'm saying it's bad business for the Jags to pay a guy 
with worse stats than these other guys. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to see where he falls in line with his actual production. Okay. And I wouldn't sign if I was Josh, right? Because you can get more on the open market. We just saw it. Mm -hmm. But the point of it is, is if that number comes around between 10 and 13, let's say on the high side it is 13, right? And they feel good about it. That's, you know, whatever. I wouldn't sign it if I was Josh. So I I put in the article, they're going to run into a Yannick Ngakwe situation. So if you're not if you're not comfortable paying the guy 18 and a half, whatever they think he's going to ask for, then you move him now and you get something for him. Yeah. Uh, can you do can you do one more thing and maybe you did it as I was sharing your article? What are like the top guys in the league getting? Uh Forget about his comps. Yeah. Top 10 pass rushers salary. So I had it all day, but like I didn't even compare him to those guys because it's well, like TJ Watt. Well, I, I get that, but what happens is agents look at that. And when you reset, you know, you, you might not reset the market, but it'll fall in line as somebody else who, like Max Crosby. Yeah, so like, Max, like Max Crosby, I, I mean, you might say he's more productive right now, but I don't know if a team going to get a guy like Josh Allen at 25 years old or 26 years old is going to see that much of a difference between Max well, Crosby and him. Max Crosby's in my article. Max Crosby gets 23 and a half AAV. Okay. And that seems like a lot. He has significantly better stats. Significant? How's he doing this year? Uh, this year, still better. Because the Raiders but, suck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> still better, but I looked at it kind of overall. Here's, here's the number you want, right? T.J. Watt, $28 million a year, AAV. Okay, that, he's on a difference. Joey Bosa, 27. And, you know, he is, too, even though last couple Khalil of years. Khalil Mack, 23. Yeah, and he's getting paid for past performance. He's done. But here's a, a guy I looked at in the article, Harold Landry for the Titans. His yeah. AAV is 17 and a half. Yeah. And, like, I know you're thinking Harold Landry. What the heck? The numbers nah, are his numbers good. are good. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I know it. He's a good player for them. Uh, Daniil Hunter is getting 14 and, and a half, which is severely underpaying him, by the way. Uh, they'll tear that thing up and pay him more. Randy Gregory's getting 14. And again, with numbers nowhere near as good, but it was signed this year. Shaq Barrett signed last year for 17. How about like a Trey Hendrickson deal? So I started to look at Trey Hendrickson, and the numbers just like, it, it felt unfair to me to comp Josh Allen there, but it's like 15, I believe, is what the number was. It is, but I mean, what, what are you saying? Hendrickson's outperformed Allen? Yeah, I'm saying that if you ask pro football focus and you ask pro football reference, they have a completely different uh, definition of a quarterback hurry and a quarterback pressure. Okay. If you ask pro football focus, everybody has like 814 in the league. And if you ask pro football reference, everyone has like 11. So I didn't think it was a fair thing to make. But if you took the numbers that were available, Trey Hendrickson blows them away. Okay, so, and again, what Casey's doing here is saying, when are you going to, here's the thing. They've got a fifth-year option on them. They do. So, it doesn't, they don't have to do anything. They don't, but they could get out ahead of this. They could, but is that smart? Because there are some things that aren't tangible on the numbers side. And first of all, it's not like he's been a bad player. No, he's, he's been not right, a bust. This is his best season for the Jaguars based on, like, three different sites that track players' stats on game-to-game. Now, granted, he's had a bad last few games. but Well, it's not even bad. It's just that he's not been good enough. Like, well, he's not, like, he's not making enough plays. One more play. But I will tell you this. Like, on the Arden Key sack, I think Josh Allen helped force that sack. This is what I said to Casey you know earlier. I, mean? I was like, you're not seeing the sack numbers or the hurry numbers you want to see, but you can't then say that Arden Key and Dewan Smoot are getting the quarterback that has nothing to do with Josh Allen. 
I think it has a lot to do with that. The only thing I would say is why isn't Trayvon Walker getting there more because mm-hmm. of Josh Allen? Mm-hmm. Or why isn't Tra- Josh getting there more because of Trayvon Walker? I think, listen, my disappointment, I love Josh. I'm a big fan of Josh. Everybody knows that, so I'm not going to hide that. But I think my biggest criticism of Josh was like yesterday's game. Go make the finishing play. You know, he almost did it against Indianapolis. He forced the, the, the ball that went in, in the air and nobody could pick it. Like he kind of made, he did his part, and then nobody was around to pick it. Like it just fell in no man's land. But that's what I'm talking about. Like make the play that seals the deal. Make that Von Miller-esque play, and you're not going to do it every game. But that's what the good, good, great ones do. T.J. Watt does that. Yes. Right? And that's why he's getting paid $28 billion, by the way. And Josh Allen doesn't have to be T.J. Watt. But I think Josh Allen, you want him to be like a top 15, top 12, top 10 kind of guy in the NFL, and then you're willing to give him the money, and he just hasn't got there yet on a consistent basis. He shows flashes of being it. I mean, he is in the top ten in, in the pressure thing. Pressures have really become like this stat now that everybody latches onto, and I think it's a little dangerous because what does it look like? And Josh has been there, and I think the pressures mean something there. He's always good against the run, too, but I think you still have to make the impact play that my eyes tell me just as much as the stats might tell me, and he does. He hasn't done that enough. This is where pro football focus and pro football reference divert from each other and what equals a pressure or a hurry. It depends on how you read the quarterback getting out of the pocket. But, Casey, back to your point about what the Jags should or are willing to pay this guy as a free agent. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's more valuable to the team than a Lewican? I I think that you could answer that in this way, which I will. And I put this in the article. Josh, he's got three right now, right, in, in the sack department. So, comfortably, let's just say he gets to seven or eight. I believe you can find a guy to get you six to eight sacks a year. I but, think it can be done. But we so just, to answer that question, I would say a Lewican. But for, for weeks now, and certainly today, we've been talking about what kind of leader the guy is, not just on the field, but in the locker room. The fact that he wants to be in this city, and we are at a deficit of players who want to be here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Like, like doesn't isn't that worth anything to you when you talk about signing a guy long-term? And, I, and listen, I, 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 I hear the point, and I respect it, but do you get extra salary cap money for good teammates? But no, you build it into this contract. Brent, what do you got? No, yeah, I think Casey brings up a good point because he took the emotion out of it, right? But I, that's part of this story with Josh. You can't do what Maurice Jones-Drew said, what Rasheen Mathis said, what this organization has done is give away good players. He's a good player. Is he a great player? Probably hasn't reached that status yet, but he's still a young, good player. And, and he does want to be here. And he, he is a leader, and he has been through it, and... I'll give you what what I what I think is you still have a chance to see the greatness in him if you either extend him or keep him around. Like he should not be traded on in, in any situation. This he should not be traded tomorrow. He shouldn't. Like it's it's not even it shouldn't even be a conversation. He should play out his fifth year option at this point. And then you decide where his numbers are and his stats are, and maybe it's halfway through the year and you pay him. Or if you do want to pay him early, which I suggested even this year, you get a more of a bargain by doing that because he doesn't have the resume that T.J. Watt or Khalil Mack or Miles Garrett or even Max Crosby has that's going to go warrant $18, $19, 20000000 million. So if you can work out a deal that favors the organization, well, that's kind of part of doing business. You're taking a little bit of a gamble. But the Jags need more guys that they picked – they developed, they kept. They've had, they picked. They've had a little bit of they developed, 
they didn't keep. And you can't keep running guys off like that. The Jags did it with Cam Robinson. Good job. What are they going to do with Juwan Taylor, who's maybe playing the best out of any offensive lineman they have? Like, you can't keep shipping guys away that you drafted because you value this damn pick so much and then go, see, see you later. We got you for four years. No, you want that guy for eight years. That's the idea. I, I mean, I'm trying to find a guy that the Jags drafted who's highly paid on this roster who they've kept for a while, and it's it's slim pickings at Cam the top. Robinson. Cam that's Robinson. It. It's, uh, yeah. that's, that's the whole ballgame. That's it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I understand it. And, I, again, I'm not – sitting here i would like them to keep him but i'm just saying it doesn't make in my mind when you look at the numbers you can't pay him 18 million dollars i would be a fan if they offered him a four-year 52 million dollar contract right now i think that would be the best move they could make well i do too and that's why i brought up the uh um, yeah i know but that you saw you working <laughs> but i brought up the trey hendrickson or even the hassan reddick deal look it's like 15 for 45 15 for 60 13 ain't gonna get it done not for Josh Allen. Well, then, then you let him play it out, but you offered him that. Like, you, yes. you still got another you make the year, offer. and then you can decide to pay him even more next okay. year. Okay. Great. But, but you don't trade him. No. You can't trade Josh Allen. Bad idea. You, you want to talk about a locker room that's going to be scratching their head? Is if they trade Josh Allen. I don't care, really. But they're not. First of all, nobody's giving you two ones or anything like that for Josh. They're going to be giving you one one. They Probably just not. got Raquan Smith for, for a two. Two and a five. Two and a five. You're not getting two ones for Josh Allen. But no. that's that's the other part of this, right? So I put in there the Brian Burns part of it. Who knows if that's true or not? Brian Burns has been a better player, so two ones make sense. I'm just saying, if somebody calls you up with a one and something. But did two ones even make sense for Brian Burns? Because no one came to the table. Brian Burns is a good player. Okay, but no one was willing to come no, they off said, of it. No, no, no. He, they was reported that he was they were offered two ones, and the Panthers said no. Oh, I thought the report was no. they were offered a one and they were looking for two. It was told they were offered two ones and they said no, which is mind-blowing to me. But to that point, Aaron, I like, again, if they're not going to go for it, I guess, I would try to get Burns before I would try to get Josh Allen. He's, he's been better. Okay, there are better players than Josh Allen, but the reality is he's here. You don't want to trade him away when you got him locked. Well, you don't have him locked, but you could. But they might not. And by the way, like, a 15 team mil is going to be a bargain by the time you, you come to the table with this guy if you're not going to sign him early. But... Okay, let's just say that it is 15, right, which I think is overpaying, and unless he, he goes off, right, to to build that resume. But you're already over the cap for next year as it currently stands. Yeah. And I know that they got the option locked in, right, so you're good there. Mm -hmm. But you're over the cap going forward, and, you know, play it out another year and see where you're at with the quarterback because you you got a situation to make there, too. How many You got Christian Kirk on the books. How many of these guys can you pay? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to juggle some things around, but you can do that. We've seen it. It's fake. <laughs> you know, you can, you, there is, there's, you can only go so far, but you can figure that out. And, you know, we'll see how they figure that out. But, again, you have to use – right now the organization has to be smart about it and say, we have the power here. We have a fifth-year option. We can use it. And we're going to use it, and we're going to see where it goes. Like, that's what I would do if I was the organization because I haven't quite seen enough. Now, if he turns it on the last nine games and he balls out and he's got 14 sacks, I might take care of that thing now because I do think Josh Allen, what you do with his situation, impacts the locker room. That's one of those, what is the, what are, the locker room's looking at it. Like, I think the locker room's looking at Josh Allen. Rasheem was telling us they absolutely are. Here's a guy who, by the way, hasn't been in the league for 15 years, but is absolutely a mentor to some of these young guys in that locker room. He's been there. Oh, he's, yeah, no doubt. Let mm -hmm. me ask you this. Did you want, like, did the Jags, the Jags almost tried, they tried to pay Jan mm -hmm. years ago, right? 
Yes. And by the way, the Jags won that deal, didn't they, by not paying Jan, by that thing fizzling out? They didn't, Jan wasn't worth $20 million a year. On another team, but he was trending that way on this team. He looked real good on this team. I'm just saying, Jan's been productive. Yeah. But he's an eight-sack guy that wanted $20 million a year, or 19 or 20 or 21, whatever it was, the numbers, and the Jags want to pay him 17 or whatever, maybe even less, some yeah. people say. However, that all shook out. Well, Jan's on a $20 million year no, guy. No, not right now. No. No. The Jags actually benefited from letting him go given the situation and the dollars it would have cost. But you just you just said it. He was an eight-sack guy, and they, they shouldn't have paid him $18 million a year. So He's an eight-sack guy that can't stop the run. So Who what? wanted $20 million a year four years ago or whatever? So if Josh is an eight-sack guy, what should they pay him? 15 to 20. Well, no, I'm, no. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, by the way. I just said Trey Hendrickson, 15 for 60, right? I mean, it's a four-year deal. Right. You, you do as you, you – here's what you do. You – and this is what Jan was going to do, and I think wanted to do. Wanted to do like a three-year contract. Yeah, it was because shorter. Because he was 25. And so then you could do what kind of Calais did, and you go get a third contract, right? And guys have done that now. Well, I got to find I was just trying to find out how old. Uh, it's, I can't get away from Josh Allen, the Bills guy. Um, Josh is 25. Josh, 25. So, and he just turned 25. That's so young. So you go give him a three-year deal, and he's going to be 26, 27, 28. Well, then he goes and performs, and now he can make even a monster deal at 28 that T.J. Watt has or somebody mm-hmm. else has. Mm-hmm. So that's my – you don't have to invest in this thing for the next seven years. I give him a three-year deal and be like, look, you're going to go get paid more. If I'm Josh's agent, that's what I want. Oh, yeah. I want to go get a three-year deal for $45, $50 million, whatever it is. Guarantee 60% of Guarantee it. Guarantee a go. bunch of it. And then at 28, when I'm at 50-something sacks in my career, hopefully – I'm going to go get a blockbuster one for somebody else or the Jags are going to pay me and keep me here. And then underperform for the rest of the contract. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but Calais didn't underperform. Sure. Calais had three contracts, man. Go it does feel like that's the exception to the rule most of the time. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, but I think you're seeing pass rushers do that more because they can really still be very productive at the pass rusher position at 31, 32, sometimes even 33 years old. Look, Von Miller's 32. He's productive. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, one other thing on this while we're on defense, and then we got to go. But DeJuan Smoot, man, needs to play more. You must have read the article. <laughs> like, I'm not – DeJuan Smoot played, according to uh, – I think John Shipley here did this article, is um, 21 snaps yesterday. Mm-hmm. And now, Arden Key and DeJuan Smoot played the fewest amount of snaps of the Jaguars' defensive line, but combined for five of the Jags' eight quarterback hits and two and a half of their three sacks. Now, there's something to say for being fresh. And I also think Key and those guys benefit from Allen being in the game. But I don't care who's in the game and who you're paying and who you drafted. I'm looking at production, and I've watched this guy play now for three years plus, four years plus, and the guy produces. And in 21 snaps, I feel like I saw 91 more than I saw anybody else on the defensive side. And Arden Key was up there, too. Arden yeah. had a really nice game. Had he had, since the preseason, Arden hadn't really done that much. But he really showed up yesterday. And Smoot, though, I'm telling you, this is week after week. When he is in the football game, I feel like 91 makes an impact play. They got to play him. And, yeah, I, I put that in what I just wrote, right? So this will be – he's trending for a fourth straight season of over five and a half sacks. It'll, he, he had five and a half once, then he had six, six, and six. Uh, and he's only played – he's never played more than 65% of snaps in a season, right? So to that point, he's not on the field as much. But that's what I'm saying, Brent. There's a guy right there who six sacks, you let him play more, he might get up to eight or nine, 
and now you're, you're you're not paying that guy fifteen million dollars, but you want the same output. You're getting the same output, maybe from Josh Allen. You want to pay him fifteen million dollars? Doesn't make sense. I will. I say this, Casey, <laughs> but you're you, go ahead and see. And and again, I'm I'm sitting here in the corner of Dewan Smoot. But show me Dewan Smoot without Josh Allen, and see if the, he's as productive. That's my point. Like, but he spent like a whole year without him when Josh was hurt. Okay, so he had a good – he played more snaps that year, right? He had a mm-hmm. good year. But I'm just saying he makes the most out of his snaps in part because teams are also got to be aware of Allen and Trayvon Walker right now. And so I know I'm kind of being a little bit – I'm just saying I think he should play more because he's productive. Uh, but he's also in there on mostly just passing situations because they bring that NASCAR package in. And so, I mean, those are the oper- – it's third and 12, right, or third and eight, or those are the when you're going to kind of get sacks. So I, I just don't – I don't think it's apples to apples to say I can get DeWan Smoot to have eight sacks and pay him far less money. I think he needs the other guy that's out there too to wreak some havoc, and and you need more of him. He's not DeWan. That's not a negative on DeWan Smoot. All of these guys do. You need four guys disrupting things so they can all eat. Quite frankly. Yeah, and and by the way, this is I think the difference between a um, a company like Pro Football Reference and Pro Football Focus is that Pro Football Reference when we're looking for stats is a good place to go. They're going to keep tallies. But pro football focus with their player grades does player comparison grading. And they're looking at every single play on the field, whether you logged a metric or not. And when they're looking at it in that way, you got Josh Allen with the highest rating for the season on the Jaguars. He's he's their highest rated player. He's the 12th highest ranked defensive edge. So you're sitting here going, well, he doesn't have the sacks. And like, you're right. Certainly not of the, the, the 10 sack, 10 and a half sack, whatever that was a couple of years ago. But the guy is creating opportunities for the rest of this defense. What do you, where's that Bosa on that? I'll look Which it up. One? Joey. Joey. Yeah, I'll look it up. Because I, I said this last well, he's week. He's been hurt. He's probably not that high up there. Bosa, Joey Bosa, uh, how many how, he missed two games or something? I thought it was a couple. I could be wrong. Because I saw something, I thought I saw last week when we were talking about this, that like they were pretty. In the na- same neighborhood. Now, Bosa was ahead because Bosa had that one. Remember, he had that one game. He had, like, 14 pressures or yeah. something. But So that really skewed the numbers. But overall, they were in the same neighborhood. The difference was Bosa had seven sacks, and Josh Allen had three sacks. Yeah, he's played three games this year. Yeah. He, went out he the, had seven sacks in three games? He went out in the Jags game. No, I, he's, had, he's got two sacks on the season. No, I'm talking. I'm, I'm sorry. Nick I meant You're Nick. talking Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant Nick. Which was the, the only pass rusher picked higher in the same draft as Josh Allen. Yeah. Yes. So, and so Nick Bosa's delivered. He's, he's really good, obviously. Yes. But I think his numbers, the, the, what we're waiting for for Josh Allen is to get to that seven-sack number halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and now they're probably more loaded on that defense. But still, you think Nick Bosa, even if he was on Jacksonville, probably would get seven sacks. I think Josh is doing all those other things that, that Nick Bosa is doing. Doing a lot of those things. Checking a lot of those boxes. He's just got three sacks instead of seven. And I think we would feel so much better if he had seven. Or if he would, at the end of the game yesterday, go cause a strip sack fumble on Russell Wilson to close the game. That's what I think is really missing for fans on Josh Allen is like, his name being called on the other side of a monster play to save the game or to win the game or yeah. something like And by that. the way, this is Trayvon's problem right now, too. I mean, Trayvon now has three sacks and an interception this rookie year. Is that bad? Not too bad after eight games. He's on pace for six sacks. I think anybody would take six to eight sacks for Trayvon. Remember, he only had nine and a half in his whole college career. 
and he's probably he's doing some good things down the field and in the run game. But it's it's just doesn't feel like it's impactful. It's not closing games out. Yeah. Like your number one overall picks the last two years are really not making plays to win you football games right now. That's one of the problems in Jacksonville right now. Those guys sooner or later have to make you plays to win games. Yeah. So Nick Bosa uh, graded at an 89.9. It's extremely high for pro football focus. Mm-hmm. Fifth defensive edge in the league. And so and Josh is 12th? Josh is 12th. On what's his number? West. His number is like a 83. But, his okay. number is an 83.3. But again, I mean, that's not that much separation. No, it's we right all think right Nick on top Bosa's of each unbelievable. Other. Right no. on top of each and other. And Jacksonville, so many fans want to trade that guy away? That's seven spots lower than Nick Bosa? I don't know about that now. It's because he's not racking up the sacks. I, I look at the Nick Bosa loss. numbers and I see 10 more sacks in five less games. Over in his, his career. career. In his career. In his career, yeah. With uh, a much, much better defense that he played alongside. Well, that's uh, he's right. a, I think Nick Bosa's a better player, but I was really more going off this year. Like, you're asking what kind of year Josh Allen's having. But I would say Nick Bosa probably has a few closing plays that have impacted and changed the game more than Josh Allen. Again, I think that's what he's missing. I think that's what a lot of this freaking roster is missing. Make me a play that wins a football game. Not too many people are doing that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why they've lost five in a row. We'll be back. Football at 5, Brenton Friends on ESPN 690. Welcome back, everybody. Football at 5, Brent Morton. No, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. We had Maurice Jones-Drew on. We had Rasheen Mathis on. We had a lot of passionate discussion today. <laughs> Josh Allen, I like this. By the way, ESPN, the ESPN 690.com place to go for Casey's article right about Josh Allen. And again, t- I think Casey's article was less about trading him and more about where he fits in from a dollar figure standpoint in the sure. rank of others. Now, that, you had to get people to click on. Well, well, that could mean trade him, though, because if you feel like you're not going to pay him or you're yes. not going to be able to pay him at some point. But the bottom line is the organization holds some power here. They've got the 50 year option. Yeah. So at least they have that. And, uh, I think a lot of people in Jacksonville feel strongly about, okay, we can debate how good Josh Allen is, and we can do that all day, but he is at least in the good category of players for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a good football player. Yes. I'm suggesting he gets paid $13 million a year to work. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) There's a very few amount of people that have ever been able to do that. Yes, true. I'm just saying I wouldn't pay $18 million for him to work. So let's get to your topic today mm. that you guys were debating heavy apparently early this There's afternoon. There's been a lot of debate. Which, by the way, the, it's literally the, almost the same debate we just had. But go ahead, like well, it was it's born born out be different. It. It's a little bit different, but it we was born make out it a lot this. different. Yes, because right. if it's the same thing, then why would we ask why? people to listen? Fair enough. It's different. It's different. <laughs> but it did. It was, it was born. It was born out of the Josh Allen conversation. The, the the conversation was basically all right. So now you're looking at the Jaguars and you're upset about the season. But you got young pieces here. So if you had to rank them, who are your power-ranked Jaguars from 5 to 1? Who are the five most important players on the team you build around? And what are you ranking them? And so I came into the office this morning while you guys were on the air, and I'm like, Travis Etienne, for me, number one on the team right now. Like, obviously the best player on the field on either side of the ball to me. And maybe you disagree. Maybe you think Tyson is up there, or maybe you think it is Josh Allen. Clearly, uh, Casey, you don't. But that's where the debate started for us. So mm-hmm. once I got past Travis Etienne, I said number two on my list, second most important player on the Jaguars, second best player on the Jaguars, Josh Allen. Ain't no way. Clearly you disagree. 
and you're going to say Tyson Campbell? I'm going to say Tyson Campbell's the best player on the team. Imagine if they didn't have Tyson Campbell. I want you to just think about that. Whoever plays the other side corner is burnt toast every play. Well, not every play. That's unfair. Most plays. Actually, these last couple weeks, they held up okay. They just give up the big play. I will say, and, and I did look up those numbers when Rasheem was on the phone. You had Herndon and Darius Williams both get targeted thrice and give up two catches. You had Tyson targeted five times, give up two catches. Tyson Tyson's two catches were 15 yards. They only, they only got targeted that much. Three times uh, wow. on the on the, on the the ends, on the wide receivers. Wow. Um, I felt like it was maybe even more than that. But I, Tyson Campbell, uh, you know, it's really good. Tyson Campbell's on the verge of stardom. I think he's there. I, I think, think he's proven it consistently, week in, week player. out. But here's the deal. ETN became a star yesterday. He is a star. And he is the guy. They're going to game plan for that guy. And, and not only that, he became a star yesterday because he can get the ball in his hands and you can control it. Like, that's the problem with Tyson. Again, like, he, you might, he only will make three plays in a game, potentially. You know, that's not enough. And, and by the way, he's doing his job on the other 62 plays. Yeah, it's just, you know, but you just it. can't make the impact. Like, you can make the impact from the running back position. And in a fantasy football world, Travis Etienne's going to gain so much more steam, <laughs> you know? So... I think it's an interesting question. I, I would say right now, ETN, we don't know it. We're seeing it come to life. I think there's a lot more evidence on the Tyson Campbell front that he has played week in, week out pretty damn good. He's given up a couple plays, but, I mean, it's consistently good, and we've seen it build from last year good mm -hmm. to right now. I do think Josh Allen is as impactful and still as good as in this top five conversation. I got to believe Brandon Sheriff's in this conversation. I put him in my top five. But what about Jawan Taylor, guys? I mean, Jawan Taylor is arguably their best offensive lineman if you believe in the pro football focus metrics and numbers. I don't know what he's rated, but he doesn't give up many pressures. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. That's a good one, but I didn't put him in mind. So if you want to know, he is their highest-rated offensive lineman at, at a grade of 66, ranked 43rd out of all tackles. All right. Robinson at 65-6. He's the next best. 47th out of all tackles. And, and no one else is crazy if you ask this 47th? question. 47th? What, what's really weird oh, is if you – this would have been a very hard thing to, to do a month ago. The top five. Yes. Yeah. Because you would have had so much competition. Like Devin Lloyd might have been like number two on your list. And by the way, he's just outside my top five, by the way. Devin he's... Lloyd's in mine. But to, to your Lloyd, point. I haven't heard his name in two weeks. Well, he almost had a pick last week. But to your point that you just made um, about Brandon Sheriff, like you got to put him in there. At least yeah, I think yeah. you do. So now you're talking about you, you've already pretty much got your five there. Here's my issue with putting Tyson Campbell anywhere in the top two. Is you just don't you don't get to have the impact enough? Yeah, it's fair. I mean, it's it's fair, but it doesn't. But he's still he's great from a Watch talent. Him. Let's see what happens on Sunday because he's going to be with Devonte Adams. Yeah, that's me, a, that'll be a big test. For all him. right, but let me ask you this: over a full season, if you've got a hole, right, at that defensive edge, or you got a hole at the corner spot, which one is going to cost you more in games? I think when you already have a hole in the other corner, you can't afford to have the other one. Well, we've well, seen true. the front. We've seen defensive fronts cover for bad corner play, right? But if you have one good corner, 
you're not you're not stopping any, but you still have a whole other side of the field. I'm going to give you two guys, by the way, that aren't far off this. Now, again, we're talking like right now. Yeah. Right? We're not projecting. Yes. We're saying like who are the most Today. impactful players right now for yes. this football team? Yes. And I'm telling you a guy who's coming on the last two weeks that I got my eyes on is 52. Devon Hamilton's been playing really good football. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering where this is going, but it, you notice him too? Yeah. I mean, he's really... I'm not putting him in my list. I'm just saying keep an eye on him because he's, he's when, you, when you talk about like stock price right now of these guys, you know, he's right up there. And I'll give you another one that people don't want to probably say that's played excellent football really all year. Rayshon Jenkins. I tried to put him in mind, but it's just he's going to get they're going to have to change the deal. For the future, right? They can't pay him that for next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, so they're that's going to move on, but they're getting really yeah, good play out of him. He's playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Uh, I have Evan Ingram in mind. Yeah, I just don't see the impact he's, enough. He's, he's been important this year, though, as like tra- a Trevor safety blanket. Like you could tell when he can't get to Zay or Kirk, he's looking at he's looking at Ingram across the across the middle almost every play now. Should be looking at him maybe a little bit more. I, I like what Evan Ingram's doing. I think oh, if, yeah. if they didn't have Evan Ingram, again, the numbers aren't going to jump out, right? But this is literally what they brought him down here for. If yeah. they didn't have this guy, I think it'd be a lot worse. I think it would, I, no, they try, if they tried to run what they had out there last year at tight end. Oh, yeah. I know you I like Arnold, but, dude, it'd be horrible. No, no, I agree. Uh, listen, I think Ingram's been good. I think it's a little – I just don't know if he's doing enough to be – I wouldn't put him in the top five, but uh, his bottom line is we're debating a guy who's getting four catches a game or five catches a game, and that's a little bit of a problem right now in Jacksonville. And the other part of the problem in this conversation is why you might try to get Devin Lloyd in there. The last two weeks, he's not. The $15 million guy, nobody put him in their list at Foyer Lewican. The number one overall pick this year, Trayvon Walker, nobody put him in the list. The number one overall pick last year, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, the most important position on the field, nobody's putting him in the list. I've got him in my list. Cam Robinson, the $70 million guy or whatever, nobody's putting him in the list. Not putting him in. Christian Kirk, the $72 million guy, nobody's putting him on the list. And just to, that's why I have Ingram in here instead of like a Christian Kirk, because you know from Ingram you're getting four for 50. Yeah, he wasn't brought in to do 10 for 90, although right. it would have been nice if he could. Christian but Kirk, you might get two for 12. The reality is you're only you're only completing 20 passes a game, so if you're getting four of those from Ingram, it's a pretty decent day. It's there. But those guys have got to start. The guys that I just mentioned, and Josh too. Like, Josh, I don't know. I wouldn't put him at top two the way he's playing right now. I'd still have him in my top five because I do think he is impacting. More than people want to give him credit for, they just want more. Like Trevor, you're not putting him in the conversation. Trevor, Kirk, Trayvon, Josh, if those four guys, uh, Lloyd or Aluikin, I'll give you one more. Those five, you pick the last one, right? I'll give you an option. Those five guys start playing consistently impactful, winning play football. This team wins because the rest is okay. Like, the rest is fine. But you can't play with, like, your quarterback being the 15th best guy on your football team. I'm not just talking about offense. That would be yeah. very disrespectful. Total. Yesterday he played, like, the 15th uh, best you know who I don't have. You know who should be in here? Like, real talk? Logan Cook. Yeah, I know. But we, know, we all know Logan Cook's the best player on the football team. But I'm tired of that little funny joke, okay? They've got enough good players now. They've got to play better. Again, the crazy part is if you have this conversation going into the Eagles game, Mm -hmm. 
We were talking about every guy in the team's freaking good. Yeah. Or how about like three of the top five we would have named aren't even like uh, in our top ten at this point. They need to make November back to that conversation. And again, I'm telling you, those five guys that I mentioned, they need to start really ramping up their game. And I I could even take Josh out and say Lewican and Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker. Now you're second. You're halfway through your rookie year. Like, let's go. We, We let you have time. Now go make some big plays and win a football game. See, I see. I think the Devin Lloyd, like we saw it early, and it goes away for a little bit. Sure, you remember Tyson Campbell? We wanted to cut him. Yeah, no, I, no, I mean, I was talking more Trayvon Walker. Oh, Lloyd's, oh. Lloyd's had flashes. He's just got to be a little more consistent. Yeah, like honestly, I didn't hear his name once yesterday. You guys are really besmirching Devin Lloyd right now. I have him on my list. He loves him. Like I he's like fourth Lloyd. on my list. But they brought him. He's a first round pick. He did. They jumped up to get him. Yeah. We'll That'd be, be back on ESPN six ninety. All right, real quick, let's get to a couple things. Uh, Georgia-Florida game. Yeah, we got it in. Yeah. Happened. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs in Tennessee. What do you, what's your take on Georgia? See, I think Georgia won with its, like, B-ish, B-minus kind of game. Yeah, I don't know. Stetson Bennett thought they played well. Um, <laughs> Stetson Bennett almost got bad. I thought Carson Beck was coming in. Yeah, that was a sketch for a minute there. Uh, yeah, I... I I think it'll be a good football game. I think Tennessee's pretty good. They handled Kentucky. Georgia, I, I'm i not worried about Georgia. I, I think they can turn it on when they need to. They have incredible playmakers. I think that's going to be a heck of a football game. I'll has, be locked in. Has your has your final four changed at all over the last three weeks? Yes. Tennessee's gone. Instead mm. of? Either Georgia or Alabama. Yeah, there you go. So which one? I don't know. I don't. I mean... To be honest with you, if I had to pick right now, and I don't even know how this works say out. It, say it out loud. Alabama. There it is. I don't know how that happens. Man. Oh, boy. You say that three times into a mirror, the devil comes behind you and starts grabbing at you. Yeah, I think the game could be really good. I do. Listen, Stetson Bennett should have had about four or five passes picked off in that game. Bro, and I you're sounding like the people in my Twitter message. I wonder, if that's a little bit of, I wonder if that's a little bit concerning for Georgia. I mean, he's a national championship guy, but, come on. I mean, there's some bad ones, man. It's it a bad game. Maybe. I want to just bring some some light to this quickly. Georgia has a human being that is six foot seven. Yeah, it's amazing. Two hundred and seventy pounds. He is huge and catches the football. Yeah, he's big. Are and he you, wears number zero. And he wears <laughs> number zero. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I mean, he's a big dude. Uh, meanwhile, the Gators. See you later. See you next year. I mean, oh, yeah. the Gators it. are not a good team. I mean, just not good. I give him credit for battling in that game and coming back. I think that's a good sign for Napier. They're just not good. Yeah. The gap is so, so large. And apparently it was Brenton Cox's last football game. Yeah, he uh, dismissed from the team today. It's a weird – you don't see that a lot. But that's what shows he's more worried about the culture right now than the next four games. He's trying and, to turn the tide. Yeah. yeah. they got to win a couple to get to a bowl game. Uh, it was a good weekend in Jacksonville overall. Well, not really. I mean, Jags lost. And if you're a Gator fan, it wasn't weekend. good for you. I mean, <laughs> the dog fans are good. Yeah. Dogs fans, it was awesome. It was fun to be down there. All right. Uh, Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz, Brent Martin. We'll do it again tomorrow, 3 o'clock from Davoli's House of Cards. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton coming up next.